I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Today's guest is Brandon. He's coming back to talk to us because his cancer came back. (sighs) Let's talk about it. Um, okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Uh, hey, Brian. Hey, Jay. Hi. All right. So uh, this is really cool. This is going to be a cool episode uh, because do you know why, Taylor? Uh, yes. T- Brian, do you know why? No. Tell me. You sh- you, uh, you really should know because co-host Brian is out of the loop. <laughs> yeah, because you got your phone, your face in your phone. Put your phone down. Uh, this At is Brian Steve on Instagram. <laughs> oh God, this is going to be a really fun episode because we are sitting down for the first time with a guest that we've had on the show before for a little update. So we've we've gotten we've gotten quite a few emails, uh, and first of all, thank you to all the people who take the time out of their day to write to us to tell us how. Uh, the podcast has affected them to, um, you know, to just tell us what what their thoughts are, any constructive uh, feedback. We love that stuff. Um, but we've gotten a number of emails where people have requested a sort of checkup on past guests. Uh, how's Leighton doing? How is Andrew doing? How is Brandon doing? Well, if you had not already tuned in before you listen to this episode, stop. Go back to the osteosarcoma episode, which we recorded a few months ago. Uh, maybe it was, I don't know, maybe like what? Like around our 20th or December? March yeah. or April? Those are three very different months. Uh, so go back and listen to our osteosarcoma episode where we sat down with Brandon to talk to him about his experience with osteosarcoma. Dude, weren't you in the hospital in December? No, I got out. I got out in December. So I got discharged. Oh, okay. Because today... We're sitting down. Hey, Brandon. What's up? Dude, you're, you've got the most solid radio voice. Thank you. Yeah. yeah you do have a good radio voice. Yeah, it's good. I'm, is gonna, it, I'm is thinking it, of taking up a life of radio. It's a lot of fun. Really good. Yeah, it's uh, a lot I'm, of fun. I'm wondering, is it a good thing to be back on the podcast as a guest? No. <laughs> well, that's, that's where things get interesting. So, Brandon, why don't you, why don't you give us a, a quick, like, Cole's Notes version of why you came on the podcast in the first place? All right. Um, I was diagnosed like like speedball round. Yeah, real speedball round. Just fired off. All right. For Di- anyone who might have forgotten or who is deciding not to go back and listen to the osteosarcoma, even episode. though we obviously clearly just said, you to. yeah. All right. So, name's Brandon Thomas. Twenty years old. It's eighteen. Diagnosed with osteosarcoma, the bone tumor, left femur. Uh, tumor got really large very quickly. Ended up losing the leg. They took my lower leg, rotated 180 degrees, 
reattached it to my upper part of my leg. So crazy. Now my foot is backwards. And for everyone out there who's 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 now looking up and diagonally to the sky trying to picture that in their mind, uh, what's it called so they can just hop on Google real quick? Rotation plasty. The the Van Ness. The Van Ness. Rotation, rotation plasty. Rolls off the tongue beautifully. Yeah. Mm. There's actually a pretty, pretty amazing uh, Facebook video that was going around for a while of a young girl maybe age like eight. And she was like, Hey, this is, I had a Van Ness and this is what it looks like. And mm. blah, blah, blah. It's a, it's another, is that the girl resource. who dances? Yeah. 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 yeah the ballet dancer. I tried messaging her for advice, but she just, she just ignored me. Yeah. Probably cause she's famous. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's time for you peasants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you had, you had osteosarcoma. They cut your femur off. They mm-hmm. replaced your leg backwards. Um, and when we met, you came in and you had you had just gotten out of the hospital pretty much. You had kind of just turned 19, not too long ago. Yeah. And you had what was called an X-fix. External fixator, yeah. So, which is essentially like a whole bunch of gear had holding like, you in place. Yeah, I got like six metal pins sticking out of my leg, uh, held together with like one metal like bar that went straight up. Yeah, I think that. one one of like the best ways to picture it is like you know the headgear you get put on like that old school braces Halo? headgear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that for your mm. to attach your leg on. Yeah, for like, your hips and your mm. leg. So you had that, and you were sitting in the chair, and you told us your story, and it was pretty fucking intense. You were living in the hospital for nine months, Sucked. off and on, but like mostly on. Mm. Um, it was you know you you went through hell and back, but you were looking like a champ. And hair. You well, had hair. One of the things that yeah. I one of the things that I recall about it that I found really fascinating was that there was like all of these different complications that that came up, and and one of the things that you said was that the doctor told you that that it was common, semi common to have like one of those things go wrong, mm-hmm. but you had like all of the things go wrong. Yeah. I got shitty luck. <laughs> it was so it was pretty intense. But then things were on the up and up, right? You had the X fix in. You were going in. People they were they were checking you out. Yeah, uh, they were like X fix is like looking pretty solid. We're gonna we're gonna take it out of you. Now, rewind about what maybe a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah, let us know what what went down. What's your update? Why are you back on the show? Well. I was at the gym, of course, where all bad things happen. Also, <laughs> you look fit right now, dude. Like you're those Feeling arms. Fit. God damn it! Oh, they're they're so big. You look great. Um, all that crutching. Ooh. All that crutching. <laughs> so big. All cancer happens at the gym, of course, as <laughs> happened to me previously. If you listened to the previous episode, I was on the elliptical bike. Had my leg, one leg strapped in, just biking away. And I was getting this really bad hip flexor pain, my, my left hip flexor near the groin. And so I started feeling around and I felt this small little bump and it kind of felt like a small like knot, like muscle. Uh, and so then I, I told my, my surgeon about it. I said, let's just get an x-ray. It's probably like a, like a lymph node or, or something from your previous infections. It's nothing major. Is that like, are you calling him up and going, yo, I want to meet because I want to talk to you about this? Or is this just you go and you you meet with him and you bring it up? Uh, I called him up. Like, I know him personally, so I, right. I get that privilege of just calling him. Sweet. Uh, so came in, did an x-ray. You kind of see a shadow, So then, but it didn't give him enough. So we ordered a CT at that time. 
and the CT is like just a deeper look. It'll pick up contrast if there's you know blood vessels, things like that, tissue, what it what it's made out of. And at that time, you could see that it actually had uptake that there was blood supply to this mass. And this- so, so it was like it was basically like a. Uh, a living thing like it was a thing that was like i am i am active in your body i'm it, not just some like wad of tissue that's no. just like you know dormant but i'm i'm actually i'm doing shit it was doing some shit yeah. it was doing some shit yeah and so he we sat down and he looked at me and he said so you know it had uptake and so if it has uptake it has blood supply it's likely a tumor uh and it's likely cancerous why why is it likely cancer? Because I had cancer previously. So if you find a mass in my body, you're just automatically going to think, you know, well, it's came back at that point, right? right. Um so I I remember also from the from the past conversation that we had, you you mentioned that you got to the last couple rounds of chemo and you didn't end up doing them, correct? Yeah, I got 23 out of 28. And at the time, they weren't sure if that was a factor in whether it is a local reoccurrence or just a metastasis. And metastasis meaning like the cancer just completely re-man- like re- reinfested itself. It came back completely on its own. Right. Uh, whereas a local reoccurrence is I had 23 treatments. We missed something. And then it had time to grow. So, so they're they're they are still not sure at this point. Uh, then, well, as I go on, as they they did further testing. So, after the scan, they ordered a surgical biopsy for the second, like the right after twenty four hours. Came back to the hospital. Uh, they did the biopsy, and at that point, they were able to determine that it was the exact same cancer I had in my leg. Uh, so, meaning that it was a local reoccurrence and once they had a tumor board meeting and all the oncologists met and they all looked at all the scans, they felt that that's what it likely was. Which okay. is, which is the, on the better side of things. Yeah. You want the, the local reoccurrence because if it's the exact same cancer, then you expect, okay, chemotherapy worked on it the first time. It's going to work on it the second time. Instead right. of if it, if it comes back on its own, it, it might be stronger than the previous one. Cause now it's used to the, it's used to the chemo. It's used to the drugs. Uh, so it's harder to treat. And that's why you go from having this like 80% survival rate that drops right down the 20 to 30. Wow. Man, is, is cancer like, and to go back to Jeremy's like analogy of, of it being a living thing, is it is it just this asshole that's inside of you that's like, I'm just going to, I'm just here to fuck shit up. It, it, it is. It's just, it's here to fuck my day up. Dude, who, like if, if, uh, if cancer... <clears throat> I feel like if cancer was going to be uh, portrayed in, in like as a character, as a human character, it would be Joffrey, King Joffrey. Like mm, that would yeah. be the perfect oh, yeah. example of, oh yeah, that's what cancer looks like. Who's King and, Joffrey? Uh, well, uh, dude, well, come Brian, on. <sighs> come on, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. It's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. It's like the only thing I don't watch. Yeah, so. and, well, what's crazy about King Joffrey is that that actor was like, he was like, it's fun playing the bad guy, 
But man, I go, I go be. onto the street and people literally hate me. Yeah, and it kind of hurts my feelings. And he's like, he's like such a like beautiful like 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 philanthropist. Like he's just such an incredible human being. Because but he's like, obviously that's not him. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Duh. I know. <laughs> people, but people see him as cancer, and that's how I see cancer is that. That, that fucking, fucking blonde, actor, yeah, yeah. That blonde I can, fucker. I can agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. yo. So, so one of the things on the on the last episode was, uh, or when we recorded with you last, was if I'm recalling right, and I don't remember if I'm have all the details straight, but the reason that you got 23 out of 28 mm. chemo treatments was because the chemo was kind of fucking you up, right? And it was like getting kind of dangerous. Yeah, I was, I was definitely taking a beating uh, the first time. You were septic, weren't you? Septic twice. Twice, yeah. Uh, went septic twice. My kidneys were uh, coming close to failing. It was just one thing after another. Uh, so I had two choices, stop chemo, uh, hope all the cancer is gone and go on with my life or try and squeeze in a couple treatments, but ultimately end up possibly losing the leg completely and or dying or going on dialysis. Right. Um, that doesn't seem worth it really. No. I thought you could, so I thought you couldn't do chemo i thought chemo is off the table like oh, permanently it, after that oh like can, like now yeah like you can go you obviously have got gone through chemo well, again well not exactly um so when the conversation of treatment came up the issue was i had such a difficult time with chemotherapy the first time mm-hmm. they knew that going into it a second time after i mean i just had it a couple it's months not that back long. Yeah, it's not that long ago. I'm still not, my immune system's not as strong as it should be. Chances are I'll have a rougher time with this chemotherapy. It would be harder on me than even the first time they were thinking. Right. Uh, And they didn't want to put me through that. And so I was very lucky that the day they did my biopsy, this study opened. uh, And it's an immunotherapy study. This is the coolest shit. It's pretty interesting. This is this is the magic drugs made of unicorn horns and dreams. Dude, how do you even find a unicorn? Dragons. They're gone. Dragons pubic hair. Yeah, it's it's made of everything. Uh, and so basically the IWK is involved with 200 children's hospitals and they could choose two patients out of the 200 hospitals. And then Do you that, say the IWK is Sorry, it, what? It's IWK is part of like 200 oh. different children's hospitals. Okay, sure. Uh, that they like work with. And then like in, in, in Canada. And then out of the world, there's only 38, pa- like 38 children on this study right now. So I'm one of 38 and then... In the world. Out in the world getting this drug. Um, and so the, and the age, the cutoff for the age was 21. I'm 20. So it was, it was like perfect timing. Uh, if you if you want to look at it that way, hmm. <laughs> so I want I want to take it back just, yeah. just a bit. So you you find out in in about basically June you find out that okay, uh, you the cancer has resurfaced. Yeah, it's clear that it's it's cancer. Now, you know one of the things that I admired so much about you coming onto the podcast the first time and telling us your story mm. was that you were like. Dude, your attitude towards the entire experience, towards something that like 99.9% of people, if they had to go through that, they would just be like beat down and and just like just over, you know? Yeah. But you had this kind of like, I don't know, you had this determination and this this sort of outlook on it that was um, 
super inspiring for I think not only myself but a lot of people that listened to that episode. A shit ton of people reached out to us and big saying time. specifically like your attitude. Yeah, yeah big powerful. time. Now, when when we when you found out in June yeah. that the cancer resurfaced, you and I were texting back and forth pretty regularly, and you were kind of keeping me up to date what was going on. Do you remember how you how you felt at that time? Yeah. I mean, he sat down and he says cancer and I was with my mother at the time. So she, she starts crying. Of course. And I mean, you know, the first time they told me I had cancer when I had with the leg, you know, I was a mess. Uh, but this time around, like the first thing I asked him was just, okay, like what's my survival chances? What are the treatment options? Like, because I had already gone through nine months of it, I felt like, you know, I, I knew the questions I had to ask yeah. now. And it was, I didn't, I just went from being sick to being healthy to right back to being right sick back to again. Being sick again. It, it was, was so like nothing familiar. changed. It's just like it snapped and I was right back in hospital mode again. Yeah. I didn't shed one tear. I didn't, I just, I wasn't, I felt so just emotionally detached from it. It was just like, all right, I've already done this. I have a, You're I have like a, the Michael Phelps of cancer. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, if you, if you're okay with this, I have a text actually that you sent me on, on June 21st and are you going to ask him if he's okay with it? Or are you gonna no, I'm going to read it anyway. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just uh, we can edit it out if he wants me to, but, uh, but I was in the middle of rehearsals on Prince Edward Island when you sent me this and it was like, you know, I was like, it was like a really intense rehearsal process. And I was like mm. crying a lot every day. And then you started texting me the shit and I'm like, it ramped up like got even you, more got, oh, you got me right in the mood yeah. you needed to be in thank you so much for that it i got great. you to that yeah, place it was great fuel <laughs> but here here's a text that actually like really shook me up a bit and i just i want to know if you remember saying this to me but essentially you said today was a bit heavy i signed the papers and i start the treatments but of course they have to make me aware and understand all the outcomes so i have to meet with their palliative care unit just so they can get to know me and that made me a bit uncomfortable, but he just wanted me to understand that if this drug doesn't work, no matter how promising it is, that's the route things may go mm-hmm. if stuff doesn't go the way they think it will. Yeah. Because the issue is if I was just doing regular chemo, my chances of survival would be about 20 to 30%. Yeah. And that's why they recommend taking uh, talking to their teams about possible outcomes. With immunotherapy, they can't give me a survival... Uh, they couldn't give me a survival rate because yeah. it was a study drug. So there's nobody's taken it before. So like literally the survival rate could be anywhere from 0% all the way to a hundred percent. Yeah. They said this drug's either going to work or it's just, it's not going to work. So and that's it. What? Like going in and talking to a, it's 50, 50 uh, then. Yeah. Yeah. It's 50, yeah, sure, 50. Sure. Yeah. But going in and talk to <laughs> math, uh, going in to talk to a group of, of people who work at a palliative care unit, like, well, that like was, at that point, were you at that point? Was it like, okay, the, I'm, the thing, I'm so done with this. Well, you know, the thing like, is, yeah, they, they brought up me meeting with palliative care when I, when I had texted you. Uh, but I, I still, I, I, in the end, I refused to meet with them because oh, you didn't even go. I didn't want, I didn't, the thing is, I didn't even want to put the idea in my mind Whoa. that I'm going to die that this is going to go that route because mentally I felt if I, if I went there and I put myself there, it's like, it's like thinking about, well, I might lose this. I might lose this game or, and if you get that in your head, then I think that affects your outcome. Like I, I only want to think I'm going to win. I'm going to survive. And that's the only outcome. And I didn't want to put anything else in my mind going into it. 
Kind of like an athlete goes into a sport. Man, you, I have a shit ton of respect for that. You don't yeah. think about, I'm going to lose this game. You think you come in, I'm going to crush everybody yeah, and I'm going to win. But I, I feel like I'm kind of just having this uh, realization right now as, uh, as you're going through uh, describing that attitude and that perspective mm. um, that even though, I mean, we spent a lot of time together, the, the group of us since, since we recorded with you um, um, in the winter slash spring. Mm-hmm. And even though every time we hang out, we totally talk about it. We, it's, it's like, you know, you, you're bringing it up. We're talking about it. We're asking you questions. We're texting about it. We have group chats going and stuff. It never feels like it, you're like the, a really great definition of someone who doesn't let the cancer be them mm-hmm. or their illness be them in the way that even though we're talking about it, we're talking about it like lightly. We're, mm-hmm. we're talking about it. You know, it has a, it has a heaviness to it, but we're talking about it. Like it's just run of the mill. It's like, this is what's going on. These are, these are the things that have happened. Yeah. And here's the reality of it. Here's the, the reality fact. of it. Yeah. It's and the it, same. It's the same way you talk about, like if you're in school and you're writing like hard exams or something or like, yeah. or you're, you have a challenging day at work and you talk about a struggle like that. Like nobody, people feel bad and empathize with that when you're having discussions about those things that are a little uh, are more trivial than <laughs> cancer. But when we talk to Brandon about cancer, it's like, uh, it's just another challenge that he's dealing with in his day to day life. It's, it's the exact same thing that started this podcast. Mm. Yeah, it's totally, like, yeah. like you, the way that you, or at least the way that you, the, the way that you, I want to say the way that you perceive yourself, but that's not what, but you know what I mean? Like the way that you carry yourself. Yeah. It is the exact, it's, it's exactly what spawned what this podcast is. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, someone us. who is just, yeah, us that are just willing to like just fucking openly be cool to talk about it without having to like get super emotional, yeah. even though that's sometimes part of it, but also without having to like make things up and like, like, I don't know, hide things. And yeah. You're just, yeah, just you're just it. able to like own it and talk about it. I don't know. Do you do you feel that way, or do you feel like there's sometimes it's more of a struggle? Well, I mean, to be honest with you, I find there's there's some moments like I I, I when I take these issues, I don't usually like I don't go to my parents to talk about it, uh, you know, about my real feelings, or I don't I don't really talk to my friends too much about it. When it comes to problems that I deal with, I prefer to like internalize them and process them myself mm. and deal with them my own way. Um, and I find in moments when I'm alone, sometimes, I mean, I'm not this like, you know, perfect guy that just like poof, cancer unscathed by it. <laughs> like there's, there's moments, of course, anybody like breaks down totally. and I find like, for instance, we went to uh lawn summer nights recently. We went to the yeah. CF fundraiser. Yeah. So, uh, it's lawns for those who don't know, listening lawn summer nights is a massive fundraiser for CF Canada. It's a lawn bowling tournament and basically a a bunch of yeah just a bunch of beautiful people get together dressed to the nines get super drunk and lawn bowl it's very fun yeah it was a great time and uh and i i I left got sat my car and it's just like man i was around all these people tonight and they were looked all happy and you know for the most part they looked healthy other than jeremy (laughs) and some other people i was looking real sickly that (laughs) night yeah yeah i mean other than people that had cystic fibrosis (laughs) and then it's so it's like when i'm around large groups of people that are like are healthy and they're having fun and they're laughing and even if i'm having fun too it's when i'm out of the situation and i'm like fuck like i feel sicker than i feel now because like 
I have cancer and I was around all these people that are healthy. Like sometimes that yeah. gets in my head. Do you think you would feel a similar feeling to that if say you didn't have the cancer, mm -hmm. right? Say you were doing fine, but your your prosthetic still hasn't come in and you still came to Lawn Summer Nights that night and you still had your crutches on and then you finished the night, you went back in your car. Do you think you would feel the same way but about only having one leg? Yeah, like not being able to participate in the shit. Yeah. I think so. I think it's just, maybe it's just normal to, if you feel like... Even though with, you know, cancer doesn't stop me from talking to you guys or having a good time or laughing just like you guys would. It's just, I don't know. It's a, that, that mental thing that I'm just a little different than I'm, de I'm dealing with different things than Brian is right now or Taylor because, you know, I got to go to the hospitals and I need to get scans and these scans are looking for cancer and it's not mm -hmm. like I just have a cold. So I have something that could kill me and it's like... It, gets in your head sometimes mm -hmm. sure but i think yeah. that it's also and i can totally understand that but i think it's also important to know that um people always go through challenges in their lives whether they're oh, as, yeah. as difficult as as cancer may be or as 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 difficult on a on a lesser scale i guess like i had a uh, this past week i, had a, I messed up a, a real estate deal yeah and uh and i was beating myself up over it for a couple of days and and uh, I felt really disappointed in myself and I'm sitting around in groups of people and I'm like, it's kind of like the residue of that, of that bad, that bad feeling is just kind of washing over me a little bit and mm. carrying into my mental state. But, but then, yeah. but then but you then, were like, you know what? Brandon only has one leg. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two. <laughs> Things thing are great. Is that, is that but, always, yeah. you're always, the, the struggle is relative to the, to the individual, you know? I We've mean, talked about oh, that yeah. so yeah. much too. Like about, about trauma, for example, yeah. like someone's biggest trauma here versus someone's biggest trauma in you know, a developing Syria. country. You know, it's like, I think it's yeah. important to acknowledge that. Yes, of course. Like, I mean, like I, I've never dealt with anything as challenging as, as cancer. Yeah. But, like we said, they're relative and, mm. and people, anybody could be dealing with, uh, whether they look healthy or not, could be dealing True, with yeah. shit that might be really difficult for them to handle. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, I'm sure there are people that were dealing with issues. It's just like, for instance, like maybe I don't know what you're dealing with. So all right. I can see is that you're having a happy, healthy person. Mm. And it's not so much like sadness. It's more so just like anger and frustration. Like I'm tired of being sick. Okay. Like I'm tired of having cancer. I'm tired of having one leg. I'm, it's like, I've been given all these dates like I was supposed to get my prosthetic, but then it's like, boom, nope, you have cancer now. We got to deal with this. Your prosthetic's going to you know, go up a couple of weeks. You got to wait longer. It's, it's, it's like obstacles and obstacles and obstacles, and it just starts to become like frustration. Yeah, and I mean, let's, I mean, we could even talk about, you know, the fact that so after recording and it, right, literally right after we recorded the first time, your mm. mom came down the yeah. stairs and we were like hanging out with your mom for a second. Yeah. And I was saying, dude, you should come to Maui with me to one of these surf camps for yeah. athletes for cancer. And you were like, yeah, I'm in. And then we literally had set that up. Mm -hmm. November, like first week of November, me and you, we we're going to fucking fly to Maui, hop on some surfboards, like shoot the shit. Yeah. And now you can't go like you literally had to email a for c like, like yeah. two days ago and tell them that you can't go however we're still gonna go in fucking yeah, march exactly doesn't matter but it's still those like it, it's those things just coming up where it's like god damn it like yeah. i had plans mm -hmm. i had fucking plans to do something and this because this this joffrey just comes into my life yeah. and King Joffrey's it because <laughs> you, you, you try so hard to not let it control your life yeah and and just control it but then there's these 
parts that you just it's out of your control there's nothing i can do to change it like i can't change the fact i have to have surgery i can't change the fact i have to have treatments so how are the treatments going i mean so you go in for this they're like hey we're gonna we're gonna do this like completely um new treatment no one's ever done it before there's only 38 of you in the world doing it right now it could give you wings for all we know yeah make your cancer worse more tumors (laughs) we don't know how we is don't it? even know <laughs> what's in it. Yeah. 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 How is it? Like, is it what's what's how is it? Uh, okay. Well, so I'll explain it first, like how the treatment works, I guess. Like sure. what, what yeah, immunotherapy yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's for starters, there's from what I know, three different types of immunotherapy. Uh, you have immunotherapy that uses your body's immune system, like your T cells to, to fight cancer and to fight diseases. Uh, you have immunotherapy that actually takes um like another disease like you take like aids or something and you, and you take the virus and you break it down and you use like the carrier part of it you're not using the actual aids but you're using a part of it to deliver the drug uh and then my immunotherapy is you take an antibody and you genetically engineer it to be attracted to protein enzymes found in my cancer cells and then what you do is you take a chemotherapy drug that's extremely toxic and you put it inside of the antibody. So it's like a Trojan horse. So it goes nice. into my body, binds to the cancer. The cancer absorbs the, the, the antibody. Food. And then it's like, yeah. nah. and, then, and then it's like, ha ha, bitch, what's up now? Yeah. And then kills it. Exactly. It's how it works. It's, <laughs> it's targeted. It's a very Aziz Ansari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's targeted chemotherapy. It's like it's like giving chemo, giving it eyes, and telling it where it has to go in the body, instead of this like shotgun approach to treatment. That sounds like some like special forces. You know, like, you know what it reminds yeah. me of? It's, it's the Navy SEALs. It reminds of chemo. me of uh, the, it is. Remember when you when we used to play Unreal Tournament and you could shoot those uh, rockets with a camera on it, and you could just <laughs> yeah guide the, rocket, guide the missile missile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camera Ooh. guide missiles. Yeah. yeah, it's like that yeah. for cancer. That for cancer. <sighs> Video games. So. And, you know, immunotherapy is supposed to be the treatment that is the next big thing to replace chemotherapy, like, in the future. That's, this is, like, the big drug right now. That's what they're hoping for. They're, yeah. like, they're going, man, we hope this works so well that we can just throw chemo at the window and, and use this, like, immuno thing. But it still technically is chemo, right? Yeah. It, what I, my, my immunotherapy is, is technically oh, still oh, chemo. Oh, but there are the other two are... No, they don't yeah, use there's the other ones technique. that can use different things, right? right it doesn't okay. always have to be chemo. Sure. Um, so the way it worked is they wanted to do, they wanted to give me the drug. And the thing is I get the drug once every 21 days. Uh, so instead of chemotherapy, getting it so often, I'm getting it, you know, every 21 days. So I'm outpatient the whole time. I'm not in the hospital. Right. And how the, often is chemo? Every 21 days. Every chemo is every 21 days. Yeah. But immunotherapies well uh, chemo immunotherapy sorry same it's every 21 days anyway yeah but you're but you're but but your normal chemo that you got normal in quotations uh that you got before same deal 21 days uh i don't think it i think for certain parts it was certain part it wasn't probably it's probably different depending on the cancer depending on i was getting like three different drugs Yeah. yeah I, I went in, so the other, a couple of weeks ago, I went, you were at the IWK and yeah. I was at the IWK picking up a prescription and we were just texting each other and I'm like, oh, I'm here too. And you're like, come up onto the fifth floor where the yeah. fuck you were. Yeah. And I came in and it was super interesting because, so this is, I've never actually watched anyone get treatment before in terms of cancer and chemo. Mm. I was expecting to go into a room with you 
is sitting with a bunch of other children uh, or like, you know, young, young people mm. all kind of sitting on their own couch getting the treatment. Like but a blood you, donor clinic. Yeah, or yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. But but you had your own private room. You had like a couple nurses like Pee Popper Wilson over here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, pa, 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 pa. Sorry. You had your own private room and uh <laughs> and you you had a couple nurses waiting on you you had your 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 uh, your family was there yeah um and it was interesting because because it's a a uh, a test drug or yeah. like a you know a non uh a study mm-hmm. they they had to watch you like a hawk and like i'm sitting there talking to your mom and talking to you and then all of a sudden your mom's like are you getting a rash? Is that a, is, is <laughs> yeah. that a rash on your neck? And you're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, I think that is a rash. And your old man's like, no, I don't, I don't think that's a rash. And I'm like, hi, guys, I, I maybe. And then we're like, ding the nurse. And the nurse comes in and we're like, nurse, I think he had a rash. But then she goes over and your mom's like, oh, wait, looks like it's gone. And then you're like, I don't think there was a rash. And she goes, I don't see a rash, but I'll, I'll take a note. And she like writes down a note. And yeah. the whole time I'm thinking like, how? There's a study <laughs> person that's in the corner going, one possible how like on point are you and looking for all these yeah. different things but yeah, have you noticed anything so well, wait but wait did have you ever gotten like an, a narb when you're getting the the drugs and they're like oh my god what's that a narb is that like a, a little is boner that, yeah is a what how old are you what a the narb, fuck's a narb no yeah. everybody knows what a narb is it's, it's a well narb? i i clearly oh. you're in a room with zero percent of people that know <laughs> well it. yeah, it's general what, knowledge but you guys are just not intelligent it obviously stands for no no apparent reason boner oh a narb where you just get a, a boner for no reason i wonder like did they because like they would, they could possibly think that that's. You what know, did they serve in the cafeteria we, yesterday? For people that weren't on PEI when we did our live show, we had this drinking game. It, you know, we should actually just let everyone who's listening right now know: if you ever tune into Sick Boy Podcast and you're not driving your car, uh, grab a beer, sit down, and play this drinking game with us. Where every time Brian says something completely fucking stupid, take a drink. <laughs> I'm gonna drink my beer right now. So <laughs> let's just uh, let's let's. Rain it back in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's another one. That's another one. Anytime he says yeah. he wants to rain it in or reel it in. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. So, also another drink. So, what I was trying to get at was, you know, they were watching to see, okay. Uh, we can't tell you what the effects of this study drug are because we don't know or what we do know. We don't have enough data to actually say that this yeah. is a side effect. What have you noticed so far? I know there's a big one. Yeah. Uh, they told me what they what they did know from like <laughs> testing it on rats. Taylor, stop it. Just because I said big one. <laughs> yeah. What are some of the side effects, Brian? <laughs> Brandon, I know that there's a big one. Your dick. Oh, was that what we were implying, Brian? Uh, every, I didn't even know. They were actually every, just giving me Viagra the whole time. It was a whole <laughs> lie. I was going to say, everybody take a drink. Yo, um, in this study, would they give a placebo? <laughs> that sounds, that, yeah, would they? Is that something I, they could do? I, I, don't I guess so. technically. So they're they have if, to, right? Yeah, they would have to. 
if mentally maybe. you could defeat cancer? Well, maybe, maybe this whole time, guys. Yeah, why? Yeah, you're just forcing your hair out. Well, I just gave the spoiler away. <laughs> What's the big one that you that you noticed? The big. Uh, I lost fifty uh, percent of my hair. Fifty percent. What, yeah. dude? You should have just left the other fifty on. So it's just to just wait, to fuck with some crazy trends. Oh wait, fifty percent. What do you mean fifty percent? Uh, like this because the drug isn't going like everywhere through my body and it's so targeted. Uh, they like if it regular chemo, you lose all your hair everywhere, just all of it. Eyebrows, eyebrows, pubes, eyelashes, yeah, pubes, arm hair, ass hair, everything. You name it. Uh, but fifty percent, so it's only certain parts of your hair. So I lost. I started balding on certain patches in my head. So I was like, I just said fuck it and I shaved it. My eyebrows are still in, but they thinned a bit. Uh, I lost some facial hair and pubes and ass hair gone. Your facial hair is still yeah, nice. better. Whoa, than really? Hair. You lost your pubes? Honestly, what did you say? I didn't know that part. Like, the first time I got chemo, yeah, that's new. The first thing to go was my ass hair. No, it wasn't. That's how I knew. I was like, Dad. <clears throat> Dad, I just wiped my ass and it was like all like hair. All hair. <laughs> here Daddy, here e we go. Either I'm shitting hairballs or the chemo's working. Yeah. And then sure enough, I'm at home, go, wipe my ass, and there's a bunch of fucking hair. Oh no. And I'm like, here we go again. You know what though? We actually just did an episode where we talked about anal bleaching and uh, I believe we talked about um yeah, waxing did. the assholes. We did do that. Uh, Dude, I would I Aside from no getting the act here. done, I would love to have my asshole waxed. So send some of that treatment my way, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice little parts. <laughs> Taylor's face. <laughs> but Taylor, uh, but Taylor, can't, yeah, Taylor, Taylor can't relate because he literally has no hair on his butt. Mm. Oh my god, are you kidding me? No, are you kidding me? No, Taylor has no a, hair on his butt. I have a hairless ass. Let me see your ass, dude. You're dude, the hairiest right guy now. in this room right now. I know I am, but I but check it out. No way. Yeah, dude. Taylor is standing up. He is undoing. Dude, his look pants. at your belly. Look at like look at the base of your pubes. Like you like carpet. You have so much hair. How's I know, your? I'm a wolf. Check it out. Oh, what? That is a hairless bum. Now, if you spread those cheeks, though. I just saw inside no. of you. <laughs> oh, no. Just looked into cave. You're welcome. I saw the inside of your colon. <laughs> Guys, if we had a youtube channel if we started video like oh, putting wow. these episodes out to the world through video we would be shut down so fucking fast mm. well i mean none of us are wearing clothes right now so oh, that's all part of it Only isn't that a blessing the nude okay. isn't that a blessing i well i don't have any hair on my you know what? Either, i honestly I do think that when i was a little kid i just i looked i, I just went i i went i, I don't want to i want to have i want to have hairy legs and hairy arms I want hair on my chest. And I want facial hair, and then I just don't want hair on my anywhere on my ass. I just never got it. You prayed to God. You were, like yeah. you were doing your prayers. Yeah, your prayers. I did hail marys like every night. Dear then, Lord, don't give pray, me bum bum hair. Did you pray about the patchiness of your beard too, dude? Uh, look at my fucking full ass beard right now. Look at it. Look at it. Brian can't grow facial hair. All right, so so you lost <laughs> your goddamn can right. You now. Let, let's goddamn neither can right. you now. Let's let's bring it back in. You lost fifty percent of your hair. Yeah, lost fifty percent of my hair. Other than that, really, is that pretty much it? Yeah, no side effects How really. That, what about that rash on your neck I saw for about ten <laughs> seconds there? That never that, that never resurfaced. That, that, that was nothing. Okay. Um, now, what about like uh, do you? I know when a lot of people do chemo, mm. they get uh, they get like really um, sort of nauseous or like. Were you feeling any of that kind of stuff? Like any of the normal chemo things? I've gotten some cramps. Uh, I mean, other than that, nothing. No nausea, no vomiting, no diarrhea. Fuck with your with your taste buds or anything Time like that. Taste buds good. <laughs> Just nothing really. Honestly, no side Menstrual effects. joke. Just the hair. So uh, then, how do how how does it differ 
Um, and how is it the same as, as the last time you went through chemo? Is it, is it easier? Oh, way easier. Yeah. This treatment. I mean, I'm, I'm not in the hospital. I'm, I'm walking around doing shit. I'm going out with you guys. I'm yeah, I'm good. I want to come back to that. But before we do, I think a lot of people are probably waiting and, and thinking, well, how, like, is it working? Like what's the, what is so far? Where are we at? Um, so, uh, the way it worked is they said, we're going to, we're going to give you two scans. We're going to give you an MRI at the beginning. And then two months in, we're going to give you another MRI to see if the tumor has shrunk. Right. So the first MRI, it was five by five centimeters in, in size. So about like a, oh, like a big golf ball type shit. And f- or like, uh, like Taylor, Taylor's balls. Yeah. Like Taylor's balls. Um, but the issue was, <laughs> Is it, is it a, is it, are you, Let, is don't, it, don't interrupt. Oh, no, no, is it not, is it, is it bad to have big or small balls? Just, I don't just know. Rain it back in here. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about that on the next host episode. Big balls, small balls. What do you prefer? <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, go on. Um, and so the surgeons though, uh, cause that was the oncology protocol, two scans, two months, right? Okay. Yeah. Surgeons didn't feel safe because the tumor is on top of my hip flexor if it grows anymore, it could go towards major organs, things like that. They wanted more scans. So I got multiple scans in between. The tumor went from five centimeters to seven centimeters to 11 centimeters within oh, two weeks. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. I have what is known as a high grade osteosarcoma. So it grows extremely fast. That sounds like a very bad osteosarcoma to yeah, have. The cells are rapidly producing very quickly. Um, so it grows quicker. But then at the 11 centimeters, it stopped. And then after those two treatments, so that's two months, half of the tumor was dead. It was still at its size, but half of it was dead. And then... Does dead mean like not receiving blood? Like they, they did a scan, they couldn't see blood in it you anymore? Can or see, wasn't feeding? You can see the, ce- like the cells and the tissue that's alive in, in an MRI, and then you can see all this necrotic tissue, which is dead tissue. So Yeah, so just tissue that's not like active. It's not, not like... Not living. Yeah. yeah. And then I had... Down with King Joffrey. Down with, down King, with Joffrey. King Joffrey. Here we go. Had another scan, and it shrunk all the way back to five centimeters. And that was just a couple of weeks ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm only, now I'm three treatments in because it, I had to do <laughs> two treatments. And if it didn't shrink within those two treatments, I was kicked off the study. Mm. It, yeah. It was deemed that the drug is not going to work. They gave it a two month span. Um, and then. Something tells me they're not using a placebo for this. They're actually just going, let's see how this drug works. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know enough about studies. Let's get a professional in. Anyway. What? Yeah. And so it shrunk the gate and they said, you're good. You can continue getting this drug. And I got my third cycle. Uh, and that now that's kind of where I am now. Huh. What was it? What, what was it like? What was it like leading up to going in to get those results? It, I mean, I know what you did that weekend mm. because we par- partied, partied hard, hard. Mm. but what was it like going in? It was it was super nerve wracking. I mean, yeah, waiting no waiting to get the first MRI to like figure out if it was shrinking, uh, it was freaking me out. But the thing that was nice is the tumor is so superficial. Like it's so it's it's not deep. It's literally below the abdominal wall, sitting on top of the hip flexor muscle. So you can you can feel it with your hand. Yeah. And so when it was like at eleven centimeters, I could feel this huge fucking ball. Like you could just see it if I laid down. It, it probably looked and probably felt like a, a hernia. Yeah, yeah, you know that's, I mean? that, they kind of thought it could have been a hernia yeah. when they first felt it. Um, but yeah, I could physically feel this huge mass. 
But then when it had gotten back to five centimeters, you could significantly, I could feel it that it was smaller. So Ooh. going into the scan, I, I kind of knew. Right. But I just wanted that reassurance. Like I wanted to hear it from the doctor. Yeah, your tumor is shrunk. Totally. So, I mean, it still was nerve wracking. I mean, it, it definitely was stressful, but I mean, I felt confident going into it. Mm-hmm. And how did you, when they, when they said like, yo, dude, here's how much it drank. Were you like, I mean, cause I'm, I'm assuming they give you that, that info as like very, well, uh, here, um, this is, uh, here is the facts, uh, trunk, blah, 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 okay, thank you very much, sir, goodbye. <laughs> next. Like, yeah, next. And then, like, but were you kind of like, yeah, motherfucker, what's up now, oh, bitch, yeah. what's up now? They should hire, like, are a Matthew McConaughey up? character type person to come in and be like, hey, dude. Yeah, what's up, bro? All yeah. right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> your cancer's shrinking. Your hey. cancer is like half the size. I also just wanted to say something really cool. I don't want to say it to Brian specifically. Also, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't watched Game of Thrones yet. You might want to cover your ears. Guess how Joffrey dies in Game of Thrones, Brian? How? Chemotherapy. Po- well, <laughs> yeah. Hey, chemo got him. Uh, he was poisoned to death. Mmm. I I'm really liking this Joffrey oh, uh, so this, this Joffrey comparison. Yeah, it's so feeling very Joffrey esque. Yeah, let's poison that little fuck. I thought yeah. you, I thought you were saying that to Taylor <laughs> as like a a spoiler to Taylor because he hasn't seen it yet. Oh and no, Taylor's pretty much caught up. I thought was, I was waiting for Taylor's reaction. Oh, but I'm all caught, all caught up. up. Um, well, here's a. This is, so this is pretty much where you're at right now. Yeah, and I mean, I was pretty pumped to hear that it was shrinking. I Fuck mean, yeah, you were. And I wasn't gonna, like, I, as much as I was worried that it wasn't gonna work, I just, I tried to just keep it in my mind that, yeah. like, n- it's gonna work. There's nothing yeah. else. So. I mean, you're not out of the clear. Yeah. Right? Like, realistically, you're uh, still in the shit. Right oh, this, now. this treatment could stop working at, like, yeah. any time. However, right? things are looking pretty goddamn good. I fucked it up the first time. I'm gonna fuck it up the second time. It's just. <laughs> How it's go. Yeah, yeah, and when you say fucked it up, you don't mean like you. I messed, messed it up. It up. You're, no, you're like you're gonna you're gonna fucking rock it. Like that's yeah. it. You're rocky. You rocked it the first time. You're gonna rock it this time. Gonna take it to that cancer. Cancer can suck you d. Um, but I do want to talk about something that's so. Th- you to me, Brandon. You are you are a so a brave. special little boy. You are a special little boy. You mean a lot to me. Oh. In that. You know, you came on this. You had no idea who the fuck I was. You didn't know Taylor. You didn't know Brian. No. We had met. Uh, we had been linked up essentially through my dad knew your friends, fr- mom's parents. friends, parents, or something yeah. like that. And I reached out to you, and you were like, "Yeah, I'll come and talk about my my situation." You came on the show. It was a great time. Me and you and your mom and Brian Taylor talked about like bringing you out to Maui. We kind of stayed in touch. We had a live show. You came out to our live show. It was one. Of, it was one of our first live shows here in Halifax. Mm-hmm. And after that show, that was the. And correct me if I'm wrong. The first night that you had taken the endeavor to go out as a as a legal drinking adult, like yeah. a 19 year old. The first time you went out to have a good time. Yeah. You were crutched up. You had your X fix on, and you came to our live show. And after the show ended, you were pretty game to like go have a time and so we just went like we went like 
as hardcore as I think is like we we could. I just think of Step Brothers. I think, do we just become best friends? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was totally <laughs> yeah. one of those. Yeah, totally one of those <laughs> nights. So we were like, well, let's fucking you know we 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 were me and Brian Taylor. We were vibing from a like a sweet live show. A bunch of our friends. And we were like, let's fucking let's go like tear this city up with this one legged bro mm-hmm. and his crutches. <laughs> yeah. I don't and think so we, we said. One-legged bro. I'm pretty no. sure those words came directly out of your <laughs> mouth, Brian. And so we 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 brought you to what's called the Seahorse here in Halifax, like one of our favorite dance places. And the lineup was fucking massive. And we were like, let's use your cancer to get you in, man. And you were like, yeah. So we crushed up to like the top of the line and we were like dude this guy can't wait in line like he's got one leg and you were like oh there was no there's no there's no ramp there's no ramp oh yeah yeah, we we gave him shit for no accessibility ramp and they the guy panicked the door guy panicked he just let you in yeah but he was like you got you three you can't come in but that guy with the crutches he's in we're like all right fine you go in yeah we sent you in and then we found a way into the back like some back door and it was one of the most like it was a it was a rager of a night, but it, like that night on the dance floor, watching you like fucking throw your crutch up in the air and yeah. like like fist pumping <laughs> and just having like the most amazing time. It was like I don't know, man. It, it was one of those moments that made me feel so grateful that this podcast exists because none of that that's one of, that was one of the most memorable nights I've had in a couple of years. You know, like it was a really solid night. None of that would have been possible without any of this. And then and that, a thing happened where you asked those uh, two girls if they would both have oh, sex with Brandon. No, I didn't. No, I did. <laughs> no, I did not say that. I did not say that. I. Let's not even go there. Let's not even go there. Let's anyway, uh, anyway, no, we're not going there. But sounds but, suspicious. But then you came out to PEI. You came and hung out with like us on PEI. You came to my like my play. You came to our live show that we did there. Yeah, we partied there. Like you're. Came up for my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you, you, you are now like a friend. You know, oh. like you're, you're a, a good friend. Of ours. I'm waiting for that. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, yo, and I don't oh, like maybe, so much. maybe this isn't, maybe the podcast isn't the place to say this. Maybe this, you know, maybe we'll cut this out. But I just, I, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I'm so grateful to have you in my life, and to like, and like as one sick guy to another sick guy. To see the way that you approach your situation, it, dude, it's like, it, it helps me deal with my situation, you know? And like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm super grateful to know you. I'm super grateful to like, to be like a part of this, this process with you and to, to hear what you're going through and to like, to, to lend a, an ear if you need mm. it. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, going through this whole process, having, friends like you around definitely has made it easier i mean because you guys you, you run this podcast you deal with people who are sick all the time you talk about people what you talk with people who are sick all the time but you're our favorite <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one with a leg that's backwards <laughs> you are you are you are truly the only one you're a transformer leg. no one else is a transformer <laughs> but it, it definitely makes it easy to talk to you guys about it because you're so used to talking to people who are sick 
You know what I mean? It's not like not I, even though we aren't really <laughs> well, that used to it. I mean, we're getting used to it, but like we're not. Yeah, but you know. that's the like that like then extrapolate that. I mean, you know, we come back to this shit all the time on the podcast. Is like, oh well, that's kind of like what we just want everything to to be now. Like, if everyone talked more about it in a more lighthearted manner or without you know all the shit that gets attached to it, then then this this way method of speaking to people would be universal instead of in a room with microphones. And this is, it's something where very, like very deep friendships, like start, mm, you know what I mean? Totally. Like I, this is something, and yo, I'm telling you, cause you'll fucking see it, Brandon. This is something that happens every single time I go to Maui for that, that surf camp, mm. like cancer camp. I call it cancer camp. It's not cancer camp. It's athletes for cancer, but mm. cancer camp. I call it cancer camp. Cancer, cancer camp, camp, cancer camp, like brings people, it, it brings people together in this like incredibly beautiful way. And it's, I don't know. I think anybody who's fucking sitting here listening to this, we we're kind of talking today about like, what if we just came, what if we put together some sort of like video series on, on like a guide to talking to sick people, you know, <laughs> and we put that out there and people just took it and was like, all right, here's your challenge. Go out and, and talk to one person who's, who's struggling with some sort of illness today and, and use our guide to sick, talking to sick people. I feel like, Dude, like very meaningful relationships can be formed from that because it's something that a lot of people feel alienated. A lot of people feel like there's a, you know, that they can't talk or they or they don't have like the 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 right the right people around them to talk about what they're going through and when you open up and you allow yourself to be vulnerable and you lend a, a like a very wide, very open ear to listen to what that person has to say, it's like like Beautiful things come from that, and and this is I to have you on Brandon as our as as a as a our first repeat guest. I wouldn't have it any other way. I think it's the fucking coolest thing ever. I got cancer just to come back on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that one of the things I texted you is like, hey, I think you did. I, I I can come back on the podcast now, and you're like, why? And I was like, because I got cancer uh, again. <laughs> boom. Yes. Ah like, oh, shit. But yeah. <laughs> I I think one of the you, like Brandon, you say that you say that we're good at talking to sick people, but I never feel like we're talking to sick people. I just feel like we're we're hanging out and having this conversation. That's exactly mm. what I That's meant it. before. That's it's it. like we're talking yeah. about it, but it's not because I feel like talking about illnesses for so long has been this like okay, well when you talk about sickness, it, it's sad and it sucks and da 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 da, and it can be like we always say it can be that, but. And we talk about your 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 situation all the time, your chemo, your everything, what you're going through with your leg, mm-hmm. but it never has that shit attached to it. It feels normal. It feels fluid. It feels open to have those conversations with you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I totally stole you stole your uh, stole your. No, that was there, that was that was pretty right. Yeah, yeah, that was that was exactly what I was about to say. So. <laughs> People going through cancer, um, I you know I'm assuming it would be safe to say that recurrence uh, is if that's the right word recurrence, yeah, but recurrence. recurrence is one of the biggest fears. Oh, for sure. Um, after you're told like, all right, cool, like everything looks in the clear, like we feel like we're good. You're going to be on your your every tri monthly or or six month like six month scan. Yeah. What would you say to someone who just experienced a recurrence or is going through recurrence uh, currently? 
I mean, you got to ask as many questions uh, as you can. You got to be your own advocate uh, because I know, you know, they're going to tell you this is what we're doing. This is your treatment. These are your scans. But if you don't feel comfortable with anything, you should demand your own scans. If you if you don't feel like that, if they're just looking just at your leg and you're still worried about other areas, you can actually demand your own scans. And I didn't know about that going into this, which I would have liked to have known the first time. Because, I mean, when we talk about scans and the way they do things, I think they should be more, mm. you know, mm-hmm. full body scans, things like that. And be be your own advocate, you know. Solid patient advocacy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, we've had, we've heard that a number of times on the show yeah. and it's one of those things that I think rings true for a lot of people and, and a thing that a lot of people don't really consider. So, yeah. Uh, dude, fucking thanks. Thanks for taking your time to come in here, like crutch down those stairs, those dangerous stairs down to our studio. Do you guys like sweat a lot when you do these? It's hot as fucking here. What's going on, Bri? I, I thought know. it was just the cancer. Why is it hot? Did you turn the heat up? No, fuck no. It's oh just hot God. in here. I don't know. Doors closed. Um, We're very close to hell. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a basement, so it's fucking hot. We are close to hell, I think, for some of the things we say on this yeah. fucking show. Uh, yep. Well, that's it for today. Um, fuck Brandon. Dude, this is the best. I'm so glad you came in here as our first uh, repeat guest. Honored. So happy that so you stoked. could get another cancer. <laughs> I, oh, I did no, it. No, that's not what I meant. you guys. <laughs> that's not what I meant. That's exactly what you meant, Jeremy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> in fact, you told us that both earlier. Oh, God. just going to keep on getting different diseases so I can come in. Keep uh, it up. Speaking of which, uh, Matt Slaney has been working oh, on God. getting more diseases. Yeah. Well, so that's, another, that's, come another, back to that. that's another repeat guest. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed what you listened to, We've got a couple things we'd love for you to do. Uh, one of the big ones is head on over to, to iTunes and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Here we go, Taylor. Yeah, these rate and reviews. Yeah, there you go. All, Nothing. So it, the reason why we ask you to do that, the rating and reviewing in particular, is because it keeps us on the charts. It moves us up so that people can see that we exist. Um, we've been within the like top fifty of comedy podcasts. Rate it and review it. Here we go. Uh, so we, it means a lot. It's a big one and it really helps us. Uh, secondly, we've got a Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, go on over to www.patreon.com slash sick boy. We're so close to our goal. Our first goal. Yeah. Our first goal is $500. Um, go check it out. If you're not sure what it is, it's basically monthly contributions to help us do what we're doing and, and help us spread our, our message wide and far. And, uh, we don't have sponsors. We're doing this on our own. On our own dime, on our own time. In fact, and, uh, we, we just had a, a super awesome meeting this morning where we're planning some big things that will require uh, us to invest some money it into. It will require so some Patreon. We're going to Ram Rover in October. <laughs> Ram we're coming to Vancouver. If you're in Vancouver, we're going to come see you in October. Um, uh, and, of course, go to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We got some fun stuff that's up there. Brian, what's up? Uh, I think the other thing that people should do is if they really love this podcast, then they should uh, go out and talk to someone who's sick. Fuck yeah. Start those conversations. Yeah. And send, a, and, and send us a video of it. <laughs> Videotape yourself. Talking about how nice it is that you're going and talking to a sick person. Yeah, give yourself some credit. Pat yourself But actually, the back. you know what? There's something said to be said about that. 
send us a message. Email us. Yeah. Uh, info at sickboypodcast.com. If you've got anything you want to say, any feedback, uh, let us know what's up. Uh, we love hearing from you guys, and, and we love all of you so much. So thank you so much for supporting and us. And we bet that you won't do all of those things. Thank you so much for listening, and that's it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy, and this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.